Uh, what? German listeners write emails in. I don't believe you exist. Prove me wrong. <laughs> also, whoever's listening from Russia and Korea, I want to hear from y'all. <laughs> I want to know what's going on, Kremlin. I see you on SoundCloud, and I know you ain't VPNs. I know you Wait. out there listening, soul. Hmm? Oh damn! I thought it was North Korea. They don't have internet there, my man, dude. If we were piping <laughs> well, no, they listen North- to us. No, they re- real respect real. Okay, I've been, I've been mailing USBs around the globe. With, our, with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are vinyl forty fives with our episodes being thrown across the DMZ. <laughs> People are like swimming across oh. the Yalu River at night in the cold of winter. <laughs> Uh, with with a sheet of zeros and ones that you can turn into our show if you plug it into like one of those old IBM computers with punch oh, cards. That's what it is. Oh my god! Oh. What I just thought an episode would have been like pressed onto vinyl and that people are carrying around fourteen vinyl records trying to be like, we gotta get it out. Yeah, it's called guerrilla marketing, guys. Get on board. <laughs> Danny is clearly uh, Bernie Sanders. Um, no, no, no! Absolutely not. I, I will not stand for this this reactionary revisionism. <laughs> um, because let me tell you, Bernie Sanders is the kind of guy who shows up with dragons when he says he will. And you know who's the kind of guy who shows up when he says he will? You know, you can go back and look. There's 40, 60 years of tape of Bernie Sanders saying the right thing. You know who voted against Iraq war? Bernie Sanders. You know who's been talking about everything for forever? Bernie Sanders. You know who also been doing the right things for forever their whole life? Jon Snow's. And so Jon Snow's be that no, young. No, no, you incorrect. No, also, you fucking idiot. No, also, because she's Targaryen, the rightfully ruling family of... of of Westeros, no, good sir. No, no, uh, the rightful no. queen, uh, the first man, I, and Andals, protector of the realm. Um, this is this is reactionary revisionism, as far as I'm uh, concerned. Cersei is clearly Hillary Clinton. Um, Danny is Hillary Clinton's. Whoa! Oh, yeah, whoa, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. She's still, no, she's still talking about them idiot. dragons. She's still talking about them dragons. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! Danny about to <laughs> blow a three dragon lead. <laughs> Why did I listen to my campaign advisor Tyrion Lannister and not torch the entire state of Michigan with my dragons? <laughs> All right, but I'm gonna drop something on you. Bernie Sanders is Tyrion <laughs> Lannister because he's hated by everyone, even the people on his own side. His own, his own kin, his own, his own family is against him. Just like oh, the DNC is against Bernie, and you know he's an outsider, and no one thinks he's going to take it at the beginning. But now he's back with a vengeance. He's you know commanding an army. Twenty twenty, he's, he's coming back. He's the comeback guy. The Night King is the Night King, <laughs> and the Whites are the Gravel Teens. Um, <laughs> And they are coming for us. <laughs> they are going no. to fucking kill us and eviscerate us. Yeah, that's, and we- that's Jet Z just coming to like Maoist revolutionary style wipe the rest of us off the map. Many months has come and gone since Red I Star wandered Oklahoma, from Oklahoma's most, most Republican Oklahoma podcast. hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned, man. many a lesson I doing have learned. Sexism. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. We're down there are revisionists and there are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witness to suit the thing. Hills where I was born. This is Red Star over Oklahoma. Oklahoma now we're down yonder in the Indian nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation. And there's Oklahoma. Hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we have Parker Nelson, Carl Roberts, and Stephen Lassen on the show, and this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. This week in national news, we're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Assange going to skip right past go and go straight to jail, then we'll move on to a discussion of the several thousand year empire of... Bebe Netanyahu before of course turning to Oklahoma news where we will be discussing TU deciding to cut their humanities programs in favor of STEM uh, before of course jumping on to the conservative reading series for the week so let's jump into national news uh, in national news this week we thought it would be interesting to discuss uh, firstly uh, Captain Albino Beard finally got got for those things he did yeah. uh, 
That uh, photo of him, though. <laughs> <laughs> that video of him just screaming, getting pulled out. <laughs> so, like, I I was um, sitting in the Charlottesville Amtrak station waiting for a train that had been, like, delayed by four hours. Like, not having had a coffee, just angry at the world at, like, seven in the morning. And I saw that video on Twitter, and I was like, fuck you weird man and then i realized what was going on because it just did not make any sense it's like what the fuck is this shit what is happening <laughs> so the, um, the the facts here are relatively fast uh he has been fighting extradition to sweden since like 2012 2007 um for some allegations including rape um and it's not so it's not it's not rape it's still problematic. It's that he refused to use a condom when requested by a sexual partner. Yes. So, Which still is a sexual battery. Sex, a form of sexual assault. Yeah, it's like sexual battery. It's yeah. not rape. I feel like that's an important distinction. Uh, okay. Um, and and to, to, to clear that up, uh, I'm reading from a BBC News article. Uh, where they said it was state an media. allegation of rape. So yeah, state, state media. media, state media from the people who arrested him. Yeah, huh? yeah. Um, huh? um, so the reason he was arrested by the Brits uh, was because he was found guilty of breaching his bail conditions when he entered the Ecuadorian embassy, basically saying that uh, he couldn't run from the law, and then he, you know, ran from the law. Uh, and like we said. He got got for those things he did, um, and I, I I I'm not sure. I mean, this is something that we've been waiting on for a long time. Ecuador just finally kind of gave him up, um, which seems to have come from a shift in their presidency. Um, but and Assange was uh, supporting. <laughs> yeah, it, it it just didn't make a lot of sense, but. They also, uh, uh, the president, uh, Lenin Moreno, which sweet name, um, of Ecuador, he claims that, uh, Assange has been using the embassy in London, uh, as a center for spying, um, which is interesting because I think that kind of brings us to our like first thing to talk about with Assange, which is that the dude like kind of claims he's a journalist, but he's just kind of like a, to seal a phrase Parker uh, used earlier, uh, uh, a uh, third party. Um, what did, what did we say? Why am I stupid? Do you You've always that? been stupid. It was like a like third a party, party leaker. Disseminator or yeah, third yeah, party whistleblower. That's what it was. Oh, whistleblower. Yeah, yeah, yeah third-party yeah. whistleblower. Because, I mean, some of the information he got out was good, but he just didn't provide that much. I mean, like, the, the thing is, is that just releasing unredacted government documents isn't very insightful a lot of times. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's necessarily journalism, but I also wouldn't say that should be illegal. I mean, it's definitely part of journalism, Yeah, I think. Right? Okay. Because it's, it's very much like... Um, it was like a, a source for journalism, I'd say. Yeah, yeah essentially. Source than he has anything else, but not necessarily yeah. compiling it into some type of argument or, you know. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just providing raw information, but I would say, yeah, that's like certainly a part of journalism. Which... Well, and like there were some things we wouldn't know about. Like, essentially, they functioned, he functioned at WikiLeaks, and WikiLeaks continues to because it's not just him, um, but functions as a. Um, a, a way for people to get stuff out that where you know they're gonna be as much as they can really serious about protecting you, you know, and where they're gonna publish it because WikiLeaks just WikiLeaks gets it and they publish it. Yeah, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like we know basically all about the Obama NSA spying program because of WikiLeaks yes. and Assange's. Uh, no, um, that was, that was um, no, Greenwald in the uh, oh, yeah. Okay. We know about like uh, the U.S. government, drones, like, the multiple drones. drones, and then multiple war crimes in Iraq, mm. and oh. and the foreign um. bombing, and the uh, uh, that that is also uh, I believe Chelsea Manning is one of the major sources for uh, uh, some of the better evidence of the uh, extreme rendition they were doing, just flying into Georgia and being like. Hello, one time you picked up a payphone in Prague for about six minutes and you talked to a man whose name you didn't know on the other side of the line. 
Yeah, you're gonna go ahead and come with us, and you're never gonna come back. I mean, the the really important, like the the really important thing that we know from Chelsea Manning's release was the video of um, helicopter gunners confirming that they were shooting at journalists and children and non-combatants, and then Mm -hmm. shooting at journalists, children, non-combatants. And then everybody just be like, okay, we'll just act like that didn't happen. And like, no one needs to know about it. And like, that's fine. And like, basically everyone, including the people who were supposed to be like, actually, we need to send this up the chain of command, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was just like, cool. Yeah. We killed those kids and those journalists and those, you know, non-combatants. That that's like the most, that's literally not alleged. That's just true. There's a video of it where they're like, are those kids? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, haha, smoke them. Like, it's not nothing alleged about that. The video means we're safe. Well, that's um, like people the other thing is on this it. kind of whistleblowing and like sharing documents. A lot of people, you know, get super furious about it. But this is really the only check there is against the like shit the DOD is doing. Mm-hmm. Like the only way that people find out about the horrible shit people are doing is because of leaks like this. See, Otherwise, they're just kind of able to bury this. No, 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 no. That's not true because the I, you can play the realpolitik. Get your own military. <laughs> Go fight them. You can do it. That's how. Oh, yeah, it we can, uh, that's what we we have the Second Amendment, so we can fight the space lasers the U.S. military has. Hey, it'll work. I have a lever action rifle that'll totally beat like a <laughs> drone that I can't see when it shoots its Hellfire missile at me. Uh, bro, I just want you to understand. It's great that you've got like a gun or whatever, but I'm a master of the blade. And I've taken <laughs> the third ascension, and I'm telling you, they can throw a fucking nuke at me, and I can just do Tai Chi show my way the fuck out of that, man. And I'll tell you what, I land a backwards heel click uh, tiger swap on fucking missile, it's it's not going to have any damage on me. If Julian Assange was uh, Master of the Blade, maybe he wouldn't be in prison right now. He should have yeah. spent all that time in the embassy training. Not I'm not gonna lie. Instead of growing his beard, he on mastered that. the barber's blade. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He I, that he is a stranger looking fellow than before. I have. <laughs> he was strange looking before, but it's gotten worse. <laughs> I mean, it straight up looks like the video of like when the cops arrest some homeless person for existing, and they like scream. It, the video looks like that. He's like, "UK, resist." UK resist and they're just like dragging him and he's like I'm old and not haircut I have poop in my beard he looks like if he were to get angry he would look like uh, Bilbo when he tries to take the ring from him <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, they I, did I, take the ring from him <laughs> well that's like yeah. what's kind of complicated about this is he is also like a bad guy kind of in a lot of ways yeah. so like the, the absolutely like, wild I think no one, everyone agrees that there's something he should go to jail for. Well, one of the, I think one of the most wild things about it is actually that Sweden is looking into and has reopened the case against him, even though the charges against him have been, have been dropped last I heard from the woman that had accused him previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and since the law he broke in the UK was, and the reason why he's been in the embassy was jumping bail. For extradition to Sweden, Sweden is saying you have to extradite us to him, like him to us first instead of the U.S. Also, you're still in the U.K. in the EU, you dumb assholes. Um, so you still have to do that. Um, but they want to do that probably because you know what's going to happen if he gets extradited to the U.S. <laughs> Just thrown in a hole and nobody. Yeah, no, this is the worst place yeah. that he can go. Absolutely, yeah. We would disappear him in no time. I don't. You know. No, there, this is America. There's due process here. We we don't do that to people. We don't operate. <clears throat> uh, uh, we don't operate. You know, for example, something like I don't know, a concentration camp for children, or or arrest Chelsea Manning for like the third time, or yeah, whatever hole Chelsea Manning's in. Well, they actually, that's that's why they arrested Chelsea Manning, and she was like, "I'm not going to release this information over to you on subpoena." Of the chat law of the chats we had had uh, that are what they're now using to arrest him. Um, so that's why she got arrested again, which is just like, come on, guys, like, like she won. You got to give up now. Um, well, that's like what I'm thinking. It should be the general rule is that if the 
like U.S. government can't keep their secrets, then yeah, you lost. Like that's out there now. Like you, <laughs> you fucked lost. up. You should have hidden stuff better or not committed atrocities. Maybe preferably that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like if you're doing things so horrible that people are leaking your information and like getting it out there, then like, yeah, maybe you should change the way that you operate rather than just trying to silence anyone who is exposing your terrible shit. Pentagon called out. Do better. <laughs> Yeah, you're canceled. But, no, no, we're canceled. calling in the Pentagon. We're giving them an opportunity to do better. Oh, God. <laughs> Only kill actual 14-year-olds you mean to kill. Stop killing random ones. Um, no more indiscriminate killing 14-year-olds. But I think, I think it also speaks to the fact that even though um, some of the things Assange was involved in um, you know, were information that was good that was coming out, it still doesn't speak that he maybe isn't the best human being as a general sense. And like, that's, but that's just a fact. Like we have to deal with that where it happens and, and, and kind of move on once we see that. Well, and that's, that's how kinda, people are. That, that's well, the scariest thing to me about it is that this is going to have a chilling effect because it's essentially, he was talking with Chelsea Manning and he, and Chelsea Manning was like, I can get access to this information. I just don't know how to. And he was like, Oh, you have more information. That's worth of our, that's worthy of us that, and, and you know about it, but we need to be able to publish it. And we need access to it. Here's how you're going to be able to access, you know, here's tips and tricks and so on. Mm -hmm. And so the accusation is that he personally hacked or something into the information. And it's like, well, this is a normal thing. Glenn Greenwald has said repeatedly, this is just normal. If someone tells you, yeah, I want this source, but I need help getting it. And I should be able to get it with help. It's a normal thing journalists do. And if you can get arrested for espionage for doing that, it's going to have a deeply chilling effect on journalism in general. Even before we talk about the fact that the fucking WAPO op-ed board wrote a thing saying, Assange should go to jail despite having democracy dies in darkness as their banner ahead on their way. Yeah, web. that's another thing. There are a lot of journalists just being like, you need to execute this man immediately. <laughs> who are like, yeah, just the old world journalists who are so beholden to national security that they're like, yeah, we can't expose anything the government's doing. And it's also, I mean, and the reason they're like that is because their interests are aligned with the government. <laughs> yeah. Also, because they're all just friends and buddy-buddy with each other, and they don't understand the idea of journalism as, like, holding uh, tr truth to power. They understand journalism as I get to be a cool person who's kind of like a cop. Um. Well, I think that'll lead us uh, in nicely to our next story. On April 9th, last Tuesday... Israel had elections. This was a really big deal because uh, Prime Minister Bebe Net and Yahoo uh, seems to be under a real electoral threat. Um, Bibi has been Prime Minister, um, uh, to quote Donald Trump speaking to the Republican Jewish Convention, your president, <laughs> um, for 10 years at this point. He was Prime Minister previously in the 90s um, when Yitzhak Rabin got murked by people who I'm, he will be forming a coalition with now. Um, and there was a real open question if he'd actually not like be able to form a government. Israel, like every country except for America, that's a modern democracy. For like has, 20 minutes, okay. No, it, it looked like a, it looked... I think a lot of the reporting kind of had the same 2012 feeling of like, ooh, this yeah. looks like it's going to be close. And it really wasn't because people were more interested in the fact that maybe Netanyahu won't win the most seats and have the first right to form a government since the party that wins. Actually, I've heard that maybe in Israel, it's the party who looks like it's most likely to be able to form a government. It gets the first option. Um, that's unclear to me right now. And that's kind of unimportant um, because the whole time, like it looked like a bunch of fascist parties were going to win. and. Yet on election night, and I remember this very clearly because I was at an event, um, um, an event at a university's Jewish studies department Tuesday night. So there were a bunch of people very interested in this. who were all like, "Holy shit! Oh my god, are we finally going to see Bibi leave?" And no one knew until Wednesday morning um, in this time zone because it was that close. And the guy who was running against him, Benny Gantz, um, the former chief of staff of the Israeli military, who was like, I can run against... He literally said something along the lines of, I have a bunch of Palestinians. Of course I'm going to be good for defense. And like, that's not even like... That is a paraphrase of what he actually said. Like, I killed Palestinians, so I'm good. Um, 
he did not manage to beat Netanyahu in the polls. It was a literal um, 33, 23.23% difference between the two parties. But Netanyahu's Likud party has a ton of support from other Israeli parties that make Netanyahu look like he's some left-wing maniac, you know? You know make Stalin funny? look like an anarchist, um, if you will. If it came down to the uh, abroad vote and the uh, Israeli population living in Florida was what swung it. <laughs> there was some there was some NPR <laughs> reporting on that actually this week like they were literally <laughs> talking about uh the the uh, absentee voting in Florida. <laughs> It's still Florida ruined yet another election. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Is there no election Florida cannot ruin? <laughs> um, uh. <clears throat> part of part of the actually very funny thing about that event I was at was that um, there was a guy talking about the Jewish community in Berlin, and apparently all the Israeli Jews in Berlin are like deep anti-Zionists who are like super left wing and hate the state of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> um, they probably did not vote. Um, th- thanks a lot, guys. Um, but the reason yeah, you could have voted for this slightly less right. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've like looked over the parties and there's the, the Arab party, um, which always does does poorly because for some weird reason, uh, Arab Israelis are kind of like, well, got to be careful in this country. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and then all the other parties are just like, ah, yes, uh, we are a fascist party. I don't know why they're Russian. Um, they are, though. Important enough. Um, and like the really scary thing is that Benny Gantz winning probably would have meant there should be some kind of change in the peace process. Right. And with BB winning, getting support from Trump, getting support exclusively from Trump on the international scale, except for like Victor, uh, a thousand dead Jews. I'm literally in government with the Nazi party, Orban, who also supports Bibi Netanyahu, which kind of tells you everything about the right using anti-Semitism as a, as a bugbear for left-wing people. Um, it, it, what, what is going to happen now is it's going to stay the same. Um, Bibi said some stuff before the election to win votes from conservatives that is pretty terrifying. Like getting the Golan Heights recognized by Trump means that that will never change. That is going to be Israel now. There's no situation which it's not. Um, he said he's going to recognize settlements as legitimate, something we're going to talk a bit more about. Um, and then they also use a private PR firm, the Likud Party, to harass and film Palestinians voting and then send out videos on the day of the election like, oh, my God, look at all these Arabs voting. And these are Israeli citizens. These are literally Israeli right. citizens doing things citizens get to do, which is vote. Yeah, they've been you know, it's so ramping different. up or at least been a lot like, more They've been like ramping this up, or at least been a lot more overt about it in like the last year, going up to this election, and are really like saber rattling about taking over more territory and trying to legitimize over basically all of Israel. It was amazing to me how fluid that situation is. Um, When I was listening to some of the NPR reporting and some of the BBC reporting uh, on this election. They were talking to some of the uh, Israelis there, and they're saying they were literally saying stuff like, "Ah, well, you know, whoever can open up more area is really the guy we're going to go with." It's literally like it's a race, and there are people out there who are watching to see each candidate and be like, "Well, old baby ain't opened up that much land today, so I think we're going to have to go with Benny." Well, now Benny's falling. I mean, behind. it is. It, What's it the, is uh, it Hebrew is word for Sooners. <laughs> Dude, let's not have that conversation on this show. I don't want to have to hedge all my bets. <laughs> it's um, Hooners. Oh actually. God, um, no! <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have that conversation in a, in a, in a second um, because that's important to have that conversation. I think, especially as an Oklahoma podcast, bring that angle to it um, because. That was kind of the thing, is that Benny Gantz, like, what, what was offered in a certain sense was Benny Gantz saying, maybe we need to change something to finally do this, like deal with this, but at the same time, I'm not going to change a whole lot. And Bibi just saying, why do we need to change anything? Like, the status quo works for Israel. Okay, people don't fucking like us. Um, who gives a shit? People are never going to like us uh, because of all the blood on our hands. Um, so let's so keep dipping our hands. 
Uh, let's keep doing it. We don't suffer anything internationally from it because at least as long as there's a Republican president and any cent- almost any Democrat as well, oh, absolutely. Um, they're not going to do anything to change Israel's behavior. And that's the only we're the only people who could change it because we more than Under half I mean, of our foreign aid goes I would, into I would say Israel. even I would say even Sanders probably would not take an aggressive stance on Israel. I don't think that there's any challenge to our relationship with them in the near future. Yeah, no, and we'll I mean Sanders lose our ability to have this podcast based on the fact that we're even mentioning it right now. Probably yeah, get and I mean Sanders. Items. Sanders is probably the most critical <laughs> candidate, and he's not like a BDS supporter or something. Well, he's and still even then, seems with all the to be lobbying a Zionist money, on some level. With all the lobbying money that's in, like in all of the think tanks slash PR firms, I mean it's the same thing with Saudi Arabia, right? Like yeah, and the way back states, with the yeah. whole Khashoggi thing, like where there's just so much in terms of like a from a PR money standpoint where they can just literally dump either into the shit show that is the American political machine, you know, to be well, able to generate the kinds of support that they need to across the board. I, I don't see it. And like, and there's, like there's, there's, BB is correct, like overwhelmingly so, where he's there's like, also, there's no fucking reason to do anything like we can do whatever the fuck we want um, simply because we have this unwavering, uncritical, like, like. If, if met with any criticism, like criticism from anywhere, especially within the United States, that you'll just be slapped with the anti-Semitic label. And, nobody's and the other fucking- thing, the other thing too, that Israel serves a super important function um, as like the imperial lackey of the U.S., like as as an American protectorate. In that, Israel is literally the only country that votes with the U.S. every single time at the UN, and Israel gives the legitimacy to shit when the U.S. is like, oh yes, we will not allow the UN to do this and the whole fucking all of the UN except for America votes votes <clears throat> for something and then America says no nah, fuck you and Israel always is there to support it. And vice versa like Israel does every action Israel takes is with the knowledge that the US military is behind them. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's everything I mean, real. Like Israel 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 suffers because of the US relationship it has because it, it can only make friends with approved American people. To be fair Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the Gulf states are all becoming friends because they all fucking hate Iran. Um, right. But that's the only relationship. All the other relationships, because Israel, um, the right wing in Israel is a Senate and the U.S. protects them, Israel is losing, loses support with young American Jewish people, with young people in the U.S. in general, with left-wing people in the U.S., like even center-left people in the U.S., with most of Europe. Um, and of course, and with like everyone bordering them, like the whole... Yeah, never be yeah. able to have a relationship well, with all of the border states because of both their own like stance on closing up, walling themselves off, and the need for U.S. approval. And any 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 relationship they do have countries because they do have a pretty good relationship now with Egypt that has to do exclusively with U.S. patronage. The reason that friendship functions is U.S. patronage because the we say. You all need to play nice now and go kill those Palestinians. And then they say, okay, we'll get along and we'll do it together. And if that goes away at some point, then Israel is screwed because they're all going to say, oh, fuck you. We don't have any reason anymore to be your friend. And all you've done is burn this. And Israeli society, overwhelmingly right wing, deeply colonialist, you know, mm-hmm. is not going to is not going to change. And some sweeping stuff happens. And that's what that vote was on Tuesday was. Of the continued process wherein Israel maintains the status quo, which is an option. Like, there doesn't have to be a one-state solution or a two-state solution. They can just maintain this apartheid status quo um, where Palestinians are stuck in between not having a state and still having to live under one that is deeply hostile to their fundamental existence in any meaningful sense, and they can't do anything about it. And I think we, as an Oklahoma podcast, like we said about the Sooners earlier, we're probably one of the most important voices to talk about that because we know what happens when you have people who break agreements that are supposedly between equal nations, equal sovereignties, right? People break them and then one of them continues to not do anything about its own people breaking those treaties. We know what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, this is very analogous to both the past and current situation of American Indians living on reservations and existing as, you know, a second-tier citizens in what amounts to an apartheid government. And Mm -hmm. and there's even an important distinction that I think is worth kind of teasing out, because at first there was a very real in, like, American ideology— 
move the Indians away. It's okay. And then it was, okay, make treaties with the Indians. We'll give them some stuff. And then it was, okay, we'll take the stuff away from them and we'll turn the Indians into Americans, right? Kill the Indians, save the man is the famous phrase. Well, I mean, it's right. genocidal much, and evil. How much did um, uh, the Standing Rock water protests look like the Palestinian protests going on, like, outside the walls? Well, and, well, and odds are there was actually... Like it's there was true, probably yeah. some like institutional connection between the two because Israel uses its occupation of Palestine to train other police forces and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, a lot of its economy is oriented towards defense because the U.S. gives it a shit ton of defense money um, that needs to be used for defense so that the U.S. can then take that money back and give it to Boeing, to Raytheon. Well, I think to, there was the uh, thing about uh, um, uh, the uh, I saw something recently about. Russia trying to sell them a whole bunch of uh, like a giant missile defense system um, that they're trying to set up just just like further strengthen their giant missile defense complex that they've got surrounding the whole country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're probably like because it's a it's a it's a growth market, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's good money. Um, for everybody except for the Israeli citizens who, including Arabs and the Palestinians, who could maybe use that money for like development, um, for schools, for peaceful resolutions to conflicts in Israeli society and in Palestinian society. I think think part of that deal was like a result of the warming relationship between Trump and Putin that the Russians were now allowed to sell their missile defense systems to Israel. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I mean, the, the thing that, and, and the difference is that, that I was trying to tease out earlier is that, like, American society eventually did give citizenship to Indians, right? We mm-hmm. do not treat Indians well. Indians consistently score the worst on every marker in American society in terms of, like, quality of life, in terms of, like, getting murdered by cops, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, yeah, and it's, it's supposed to all systemically how much we, we give them. To them. There, is so no, there is no world in which the state of Israel, especially Netanyahu, who during this campaign said explicitly, Israel is only for Jews, and Jewishness should be part of being a citizen. In a country that's 25% Arab, right? And those Arabs are Christian and Muslim, they're not Jewish. He said 25% of the country shouldn't have population because of their ethnicity. And there is no space in the state of Israel, in in the Zionist mindset, for integrating Palestinians into it. There's only one option for a continued status quo functioning like the U.S. expansion in the West did, and that is killing Palestinians. That is eradicating them from the West Bank and from Gaza. There is literally nothing else that can result out of a continuation of the status quo, open-ended, like Benjamin Netanyahu's continued re-election indicates. Right, and we have to talk about that because just look at how bad it is for the fucking tribes in Oklahoma. It is utterly terrible. And there's a worse mindset going on in Israel. That's, that's what this election means says. of integration for that, you know, like, exactly. So. Yeah, this, I mean, this was like, like you said, it's a maintaining of the status quo, but that was collectively decided on by all of Israel. Like, they decided to renew the current state of things and, like, possibly accelerate them. Yeah, no, definitely accelerate them. Because it's the thing, as you said, oh, if you recognize settlements, more people will settle. You know, it's, it's, it's just like Deadwood is literally, you could go film Deadwood in an Israeli settlement right now. It's just like, it would be way more racist. Because mm-hmm. Deadwood papered over a lot of the racism, I think. Um, um, and, 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 and the really dark thing we have to keep in mind and that we need to agitate for on the American left is, is yeah, anti-Semitism is extremely bad. But a continuation of the status quo in, in uh, uh, occupied Palestine has to mean, at this point, the eradication of the Palestinian people. Well, it's important to pay attention to this stuff from America because it wasn't that long ago that Trump was calling for birthright citizenship, an idea he almost surely got from Israel. And, you know, of course, like, he's not going to be able to pass anything like that. But the fact that he's, like, getting it into our national dialogue as well is scary. And that's like a, like you said, that symbiotic relationship. They're feeding off of each other's, like, accelerating racism. Yeah. And they're also doing that in Europe, too. I mean, that's the thing that, BB regularly does in Europe. Like something anti-Semitic happens in Europe, and BB goes and he tells European Jews, "You have to leave Europe. Israel is the only safe place you can live in. It's the only place where you won't get killed for being Jewish." And then somebody like Viktor Orban is like, "That's really great. I don't want any Jews in Hungary. I work with this party that's even more Nazi than I am, who, de- who definitely doesn't want any Jews in this country." So 
they feed each other. The anti-Semitism in Western countries as well that's on the right feeds into BB's power as well. So that's why we also have to fight anti-Semitism at home because it has to be, no, you don't have to go to fucking Israel. You don't, you, you are safe here. You can live here. It's okay. Like we're not an anti-Semitic society. That's what we have to fight for as well. So yeah, it's the same as Zionism, the uh, like racist also, claim people on with the back to Africa movement. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it is literally the same. It functions the same. And so we have to fight the two at the same time. Right. And that's an important part too. When someone is, is, is saying, oh, you're anti-Semitic, you don't like the state of Israel or something. You say, no, no. no. Like any, and you call them out for it because you say, look at how many dead Palestinians there are. And what do you think is going to happen? Do you think there's a space for Palestinians in Israeli political discourse anymore? I mean, you just ask yeah, them it's, it's absolutely integral to try to decouple like any type of criticism of Israel, like with the notion that anything is anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? In which case it has to. Be. I don't I don't know how at the, the macro political level though we, we take that deeper step right without a lot of the propagation that already is there right up in, in, like uh, Ilan Omar you know what I mean is a good example where just any sort of sort of criticism of this is just like you know straight down straight down the tubes as anti-semitic, uh, anti-Semitic. and it is met instantly with Islamophobic right. stuff that's far far more heinous I think yeah. oh yeah no like when Ilan Omar gets shot it will be because of the 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 it's, Islamophobia it, it masquerading as opposition to anti-Semitism. Did you see um, the uh, New York Times or the New York Post uh, headline that like equated something she said with a giant picture of the Twin Towers? Yeah, like, yeah. That was just like, you are literally endangering this woman's life. No. Well, and even, I mean, that that debate, <laughs> I, I met this uh, German guy, <laughs> actually, and he wrote an article in, Germ- in Germany um, to the effect she's saying, are Muslims the new Jews? <laughs> Where he says that's not true, but um, and like in a, in German, in a German context, um, don't Google that and don't find out where I work or, or how I was related to everyone, please. Fuck you. Um, but because Islamophobia functions that way and anti-Semitism is used as a cover for Islamophobia, that is why we have to fight anti-Semitism at home, but also oppose Zionism because those things feed each other. Those things feed each other and if they feed each other, it's going to mean Dead Palestinians, dead Muslims here, and dead Jews here. It's, it's going to mean all of those Jews. things if we don't oppose all of them. Um, I could say that. That was appropriate in context. Well, talking about things that are also appropriate in context, I think Mr. Glassman has a story for us. Talking about Oklahoma news. That's right. I uh, hope you all are ready to learn to code, because TU Jeez. is going corporate. <laughs> um, so it appears here's, that here's here's what I have to say. Number one, good. You know what? <laughs> Kids go to school and they don't need to be taught how to think. They need to be taught how to do. Okay, take take See, the put. You just need to be able to. I'm a build. prime example of a non-thinker. Exactly. You need to exactly. Yeah, you're an no, idiot. Parker. Parker. <laughs> they gave you too much leash and you hung yourself. I tell you what. Uh, tell me what. We just need institutions to prepare the youth of our future to be plugged into Jeff Bezos' uh, giant sorter mechs. Um, exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me, Stephen. Youth, <laughs> not youth. Youth is is, is a pejorative. Youths. Adam, you exclusively use youths pejoratively. I've never heard you use youths. Well, they should not be on my lawn or riding those dang (laughs) scooters around. They ride those scooters around. The youths. If these youths want to go to to TU to learn some some of the more fanciful things, perhaps uh, poetry or... uh, you know, a various, foreign language, foreign language, perhaps uh, they might be silly out of luck do if they're good looking to book, go to Tulsa University. Silly do good Democrat and book learning is what I call that. Old thinking, thinking, <laughs> stinking Lincoln's what I call that. Mm-hmm. Stinking Lincoln, what every white supremacist believes <laughs> to his core in this country. <laughs> Jesus, the, uh, the TU uh, university has decided to cut humanities down, cutting 59 different degree programs all within their uh, humanities and social sciences departments. Um, the university says that because only 6% of their student bodies enrolled in these programs as a primary degree, 
they're not getting uh, as much use as they should be, and the money can be better spent on the more practical degrees. Uh, identifying 15 current programs they plan to grow and expand, such as neuroscience and biomedical engineering. Uh, so clearly, like, they're just trying to expand the STEM industries, which is kind of what everyone's pushing these days, especially in Oklahoma, uh, as the oil companies get their gasoline-soaked tentacles deeper into our learning institutions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, uh, what do you need, we, though? Drill, baby, drill. Well, I think we were but On the other hand, I don't know if I, like, particularly think it's a bad idea for TU to cut some of their, like, not practical degrees to just extract debt from no, students. No, 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 no. Other people need to fall into the trap I fell in. If it, it, it's like being a fly at the bottom of of of, of one of those uh, bellicose flowers that they fall in and they drown to death. Uh, it's like all I want is for other flies to be in there with me. <laughs> Rats on the ship only want more rats. It's the only thing they want. Not hey, less water. About rats. I know. Well, There's not the rat episode. What do you guys Adam? think? Do you think that this is like, it's a good idea to be cutting these programs to kind of eliminate students from getting into impractical programs? Or is Absolutely. it like just making the school more STEM focused and saying that the future is to have armies of engineers and scientists I think with that no it, knowledge of sociology? I think that it I reflects mean, the fact that we treat education as a consumer product rather than um, a, uh, a, a an educational experience or a service. Because at the end of the day, I mean, and Parker, I think you'll even agree with me when I say you benefited from a couple of the ethics classes you took or a couple oh, of the philosophy fine. classes you took it. Yeah, because I, I got a he minor didn't, He still can't figure out how to use his microphone <laughs> on his goddamn computer. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... A, a well-rounded education is important and cutting that stuff out. I think it just reflects the fact that rather than having uh, a, a, a um, vibrant, full education, we want to create these hyper specialized tools that have no reference to anything. And also what happens when, what happens when their stupid computer lab doesn't do the right software in two years. They're going to build another one. Like it's That's all true. such an investment that it becomes recursive. That's how OU is. They have all this old shitty technology now because they invested so much and it, now it's expensive to fix it all. Well, I'd say that another danger is, yeah, like you said, just a lot of the uh, engineers that I knew at OSU were so right wing and could have benefited from just like they didn't have to take much. If they, uh, I think a lot of people just tested out of them in high school, so they didn't have to take many humanities courses. And I think a lot of them could have benefited from just learning that, like, hey, like, you know, global warming is a real thing. You're an engineer. You should know this. Sometimes people's life experiences are different than your own. Yeah, understanding that, like, uh, you know, not everyone's a computer, and there are reasons that well, that's, they see everything as like a logical system, and it's like teaching these people that hey, not everything is perfectly logical in our but, system. And, and also, okay, number also, one, here's the some University pieces. of Tulsa needs more people who teach classes where they say profit equals revenue <laughs> minus cost. And everyone acts like that's a big deal. If you have more of those classes, what else do people need to know? You know, okay. I mean, it like South Tulsa, South Tulsa, extremely wide toe, wearing like models. I don't think these are the people. They're they're like engineering classes. It's a different type of people, not business classes. <laughs> get, get angry at the right nerds, Carl. I'm yeah, also angry same. at engineering people. They all suck. Fuck you, uh, Parker. I'm sorry. Fuck anyone, you, no, anyone that understands think. math is an enemy. Yeah, I'm sorry that you can't count beyond your fingers. I'm so, okay, that's not. Yeah, how, how, hey, but it also hey, makes, hey, how are you? So, how are you? Uh, a supposed communists gonna build the dams and massive infrastructure? Yeah, how the fuck? <laughs> bro, bro, do you not know what the revolution is, my man? Are you not gonna join me, Prince, and the revolution when we take that raw? You know, dude. Like, what do you think? Of? You think I gotta the build that ish? That's already of Marxism Leninism provides us with models for all infrastructure. But this is why. It's important to get the humanities like in these schools so that leftist Marxist professors can teach these engineers <laughs> to make dams and bridges for our statist projects and not for y all. Y all. some sort of Silicon Valley tech y all. company. Y'all, 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 I do actually agree with that. <laughs> I mean, there's a bigger thing going on here, right? It's whether or not we 
Uh, okay, so yeah, cutting programs is bad. Yeah, cutting additional uh, things that might enhance worldview slash perspective slash whatever is bad. Sure. But also, needing more engineers to, like, counter fucking global warming, all the types of bad things that people in power who are already, like, funneling shit into, I can probably buy into. Alright, but, like... No, they're all gonna just be avoid buying. Sure, teaching you how Ten of them are working for, like, yeah. Oil no, Ten of them is ridiculously low, Stephen. Ninety, yeah. ninety-nine of those are they're going all, to work for Williams. They're also doing um, startups for Infraculate, a new app for fracking. I mean, I appreciate it because it keeps the dot. Them the are going into good saturated by dumb shits who don't know how to do anything, you know. So, but I think that the class has already barred them out and marked them as dipshits anyway if they just can't pass shit. No, they. You can be stupid oh. and still learn how to do things in series. Trust me. I have yeah. seen I have seen people yeah. who could, Adam is going to be a lawyer. So. Yep. Bingo bango bongo. <laughs> I can't put three words together, but let me tell you, I can follow a chain of thoughts, huh? Wait, other way around. Maybe not. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Logical thinking hey, is part- important and uh, teaching people how to critically think and do shit like that, which also pertains to any of the liberal, like any of the arts or anything like that. It's, it's really important. Like, I think- Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> if you want to legitimately Bro. guarantee someone an education, you do have to give them literally some information the with reason- like, the rest of the fields of learning. You need to have at least a basic understanding of everything around you to focus on a specific discipline. But even then, like, still, the like, how with how like at the very least, my subsect works computers and shit like that. The logical portions of this are still just as applicable in, in the same way to like philosophy and being able to generate coherent arguments. And I don't think that's that, a, like a lot of the things you're lumping under expanding worldview is kind of just bullshit, and that can be applied to multiple fields. Like, granted, you might not be. But that's direct- the important thing. You're banned for apology, bitch. You know what I mean? But still. That's the important thing is that, like, when they're done in the context of something like an economics degree or a comp sci degree or something, it's siloed off and it's specifically about how that works there. And when you're taught, say, logic in a philosophy course, it tends to be embedded in society. It tends to have that view. Not always. I mean, if you're taking a 4,000 level logic course, that's not how that works. But when you take it out of a clinical context where it's like you do X, Y, and Z to get result A, B, and C, and instead you say you do X, Y, and Z because it works, and here's why it works. That is different than yeah, you Otherwise, you like become good at one thing your whole life, and then are a total like freak and are like know nothing else except that one thing you're good at. So you turn listen, into some like mutant I mean, like Peter Thiel. Mangala, Mangala was great <laughs> at separating <laughs> twins. <laughs> <laughs> who had skulls that were clipped together. It was hard. Day in, day out, Mangala chopped skulls. But at the end of the day, he never stood back, looked in the mirror, and said, am I a baby chopper? Because if he would have, I think he might have realized at some point that he was one of the most evil pieces of shit that ever lived. But unfortunately, yeah, you know, Adam an just did a thing. Maybe he could have known that. I mean, you know, I, know, I, think, like, I think talking about the horrors of, of the concentration camps when Adolf Eichmann said, I followed the category imperative of, Ma- of Immanuel Kant, and that's why I ran concentration oh, camps. That's... Might not be the best looking. Okay, concept. I was talking about yeah, Mingala no, specifically. No, it's like you're sitting here oversimplifying engineering professions. Like, like, it's really good that Parker's getting drowned out right yeah. now. I think actually, yeah. it's very appropriate. Um, he's wrong. He's wrong. No, you sit uh, here Parker is one hundred percent wrong about that. Bullshit. And then you're sitting here like, I, like I don't fucking. <laughs> you should 100% get a liberal arts education in the classical sense where you have to do math, you have to do a foreign language, you have to do a variety of humanities. That should be your Math is illiterate. I, I don't believe in math. It's. I'm sorry to study. You're listening to Oklahoma's only classical liberal podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Episode title. Very good. Hell yeah. Parker, Parker, we have to, baby, baby, if you make so much money, we gotta buy you a microphone, my man. (laughs) 
Because because you sound like Parker. you're coming in in a walkie-talkie wrapped in a blanket underwater. <laughs> Parker. Parker, here's the proof that your bullshit argument isn't true. You have a comp-sci degree, and you can't make a microphone work. And you can't do that. Okay? Clearly, you need some more embedded thought here, man, my man. You're, you're not a good example for what you're arguing for. Um, uh, no, well, not the, the, close, but okay. I think the computers have decided we are right, Parker's wrong. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, every time it fades out to nothing, it's the funniest thing that has ever happened in this show. I hate everything. Oh, oh Parker, you should. You you are you you can't win for losing, buddy. I, I bless your heart, my man. <laughs> this is like number one cell phone in the history of Red Star. <laughs> Holy shit. Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you, coward. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum! We're going to wreck their world! So this week, on our conservative reading list, we have some fun from the Oklahoma Editorial Board. I'm sorry, it's Game of Thrones weekend. I'm lazy. I went, I went, I went to the good spot, you know? You find a good vein in the hills, and you keep going back to it, okay? You're like, uh, you're, you're like Tom sure Waits like in Buster Scruggs. Exactly. Found, exactly. Found a pocket of, of real hot takes. I found a pocket and I mail shit to it every week. Um, Allegedly. You're like uh, TU in uh, their education priority. Exactly. Unallegedly. Um, it was published on on Friday, April 12th, by the Oklahoma Editorial Board. And it's called Practice of Purging Voter Rolls is Legitimate. Let's go, guys. Okay, hold on. I, can, I, oh, <laughs> I hate to just derail it here. But my God, they just can't write a headline to save their fucking lives, can they? Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. Move on. Let's go. Start it. Yeah, I kind of just don't need to read the rest of the article now. They told me what, what's in it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It has a couple of fun things. Um, one of the many bad provisions in a sweeping election finance reform bill approved by the U.S. House this year was a ban on states removing inactive voters from their roles. So this is the first time, I think, in show history that we've read a sentence where it's like, instead of the Oklahoma editorial board saying, is socialism good? And providing reasons why it is good, they just say, this idea is bad. So I'm glad they changed up the writing style. Yeah, I that's true. Say They're not doing the old uh, bait and switch anymore. <laughs> good stuff. Wait, they aren't going to refute themselves in the last two sentences? Why are we reading? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they will. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, they continue. Really this is a reasonable practice. In their last two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bit. <laughs> This is a reasonable practice supported by the Supreme Court needs to be left alone. Oklahoma is Allegedly. among the states that use failure to vote as a cause for deregistration. Allegedly. And active voters are purged from Oklahoma's rolls in odd-numbered years. Just last year, the Supreme Court sided with purging states in a case from Ohio. I didn't know these states had, like, bulimia. Like, we should not be supporting their uh, disorders. It's not good. Um, the Supreme Court sided with purging states in a case from Ohio, whose law was challenged for allegedly violating federal law. Great sentence. Just wonderfully written. In the Buckeye State, an address you gotta, confirmation... You gotta include the motto there. Yeah. <laughs> Not the yeah, motto, just the stupid bean that is associated with a state. Well, he's really showing that he read the Wikipedia article on Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> he go no, he doesn't even know it. He just knows it from the Ohio State Buckeye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> the state, with 12 million people living there in an area of 78,000 square miles. <laughs> Containing the fair, cities Columbus and Cincinnati. <laughs> to be fair, I most say I love to have the rivers on fire. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Holy in the Buckeye State, an address confirmation is sent after a citizen fails to vote for two years. Those who don't return that form and then don't vote for another four years are presumed to have moved and are removed from the rolls. Number one, in the state of Oklahoma, you don't need an address to register to vote. 
you could just put in cross streets in case you're homeless because you have the right to vote if you're a citizen, not if you have a permanent address. Have so to already, I'm sorry, problematic. I, I'm pretty sure that's in the Constitution, like actually. Um, it's actually straight up not, my guy. Um, aren't you aren't you studying con law? See, this is what happens when you cut the humanities. You get idiots like Adam. I own uh, four Christ. acres. Here comes I, own, Carl. I own four acres of land on Mars, so that's what I always list. <laughs> I, 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 I bought one of those. Which house district is that? <laughs> I just I just list the location of Adam's Nazi gold. My, yeah. my grandma gave me a star back in fifth grade. So We're not supposed to that. discuss that on the show, piece. Parker. <laughs> Adam, we all know where it's, that. it's in Switzerland. We all know where it is. Fuck you. Um, that's, where, that's where a fool would think it is. <laughs> My God, they know. <laughs> the National Voter Registration Act requires states to routinely remove the names of voters who, who are ineligible because they have moved or died. However, states must provide notice before removing a voter's name from the rolls. Ohio Except for was fucking accused- Oklahoma, where you can have a, a, a dead person running in a runoff for mayorship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true. Oklahoma does support the right of uh, the recently deceased to engage in political activity. Also, and he, the and he uh, won deceased millions of years ago <laughs> in the form of oil money. He would have um, won, too, if it weren't for those meddling kids. <laughs> Listen, I'm all voting for Governor T-Rex Stitt. He is my man, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 Muppet. Keep going. Ohio was accused of violating the law because the address confirmation mailing was prompted solely by the failure to vote. The high court found that wasn't the case and instead said Ohio follows federal law, quote, to the letter. I'd like it if they explained why, you know, like that would be cool. Why is that a problem? How did the Supreme Court change that? That would be seemingly useful information. Um, Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Um, In Oklahoma, the state election board sends an address confirmation mailing to citizens who failed to vote in two consecutive general elections. Returning that mailing preserves the person's status as an enrolled voter. You know what what matters Mm -hmm. to me, Carl, is process. And if there's a process and a structure, well, then it's valid. And that's all we have to say about that. Listen, I don't make up the rules, but the train shows up every day at six. And if I don't fill up the train cars... What, 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 what'll happen? The whole system breaks down. I can't make that decision. I just got to do what General Birkenwitz tells me, okay? And I keep the trains moving. And that's what I do. General Birkenwitz? The- this is the greatest what German the name I had on the fly. That's a Polish name, you idiot. Yeah. Well, he was a traitor to his <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure the Poles would accept somebody putting people in uh, train cars when the train shows up on time. Country of Poland, try to sue me for that. Fuck you. Um, actually, please don't try to sue me, Poland. I know it's highly illegal to implicate that you all were involved in the Holocaust. I apologize. Um, <laughs> what was this about? <laughs> voting? Something like that? <laughs> if the address confirmation isn't returned, however, you get put on a train by General Berkowitz, according to Adam. Uh, actually, listen, no, I, what, my real comment on that, though, is that it, it, these the, it is the same kind of right wing bullshit conservatism that leads to the fascism, because these are pseudo fascists. And this whole yeah, idea, yeah. idea that there's a process is like, oh, well, listen, if you don't what well, you can mail your card in from your regular address and blah, blah. They make it sound like it's easy. But one, it's fucking not for a whole shitload of people, including entire well, segments of the population. <laughs> and then it's just think, oh, well, I'm going to lean on that and be like, well, look at me. I did it. If I you- did the whole thing. If you are legally allowed in the state of Oklahoma to register to vote without providing an address and instead providing something like cross streets, which if you pull up a voter registration sheet is a thing it explicitly says you do not have to provide an address if you do not have one. You could simply write directions to your home or place of residence or draw it on this cross street map that we provided for you. Then this whole, oh, we just send you a piece of mail and that's how it works. You can't write send a fucking piece of mail to Archer and Greenwood like you listen to Take Me Back to Tulsa and you think it's cool. You can't write that on the mail. The postal service would be like, no, that's not mail. That's not how mail works. You give me a number of a house and I send it there. So it's already problematic that they do that. And and the process thing too, you're totally right, Adam. It's like, oh yeah, there was a process for 
guess the number of fucking jelly beans in the jar. Oh, you got it wrong. Well, you guess you can't vote, black person. We all know that. Like it's it's wait, a wait wait argument. wait wait Carl, um, are you telling me that designing these from a political perspective of hi, I'm a normal white suburban mom um, that can like you know take my kids everywhere I need to go because I don't need to work, and then also you know just put put things back in the mail super easily. You telling me that other people can't like don't live my life? Do you, you, <laughs> are you are you telling me wait, that wait, wait, other wait, people wait, wait, don't drop wait. the kids off at school, go home, have a glass of white wine, two Xanax, drive to the post office box, gossip at the post office box, drive to to the espresso shop, have three cups of coffee, take my first shit for the day, have two more glasses of wine, three cigarettes, another two Xanax, drive home, pick the kids up, and then go home and, and order dinner? You're telling me I can't do that. So y'all have already read that's, the mind you're, you're telling of the me Oklahoma that's not substantive policy. That's, you're telling already, me that's not a life worthy of creating a process around Carl. You've read their mind. We're gonna get to it. We gotta just follow the argument before we can get to that point, guys. Okay? We gotta do that. You gotta you gotta respect the process of the Oklahoma editorial board. Okay? Why they can't use sentences? <laughs> Doesn't matter Maybe as long they, as there's a process. <laughs> If the address confirmation isn't returned, however, the citizen is designated as an quote-unquote inactive voter. He or she must fail to vote in two more general elections before being removed. As a result, the removal process can take up to eight years. Is there anyone four off the rolls faster? We got to crank these people off the rolls. Urge them. What I need is less voters. Less voters means more (laughs) democracy. Is there anyone in Oklahoma political life that would have been purged by this process that we can think of? Maybe someone in the executive branch that looks like a Muppet. Hmm. Maybe. Just maybe. When did he last vote before running for governor? 1994? Is that eight years? <laughs> is, that, is that an eight-year period? All right. We'll 2018, 1994? Now I'm behind purchasing. You're making it sound like a good idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, fuck. God damn it, Oklahoma editorial board, you got me again. <laughs> but there are good people who would also be <laughs> Even that much leeway isn't good enough for some progressive activists. For example, the program director for the nonprofit conference on civil and human rights in Washington, D.C., is fucking D.C. insiders, told Oklahoma Watch, voting should never be use it or lose it. It's a right, and we should be making it easier to vote, not harder, she said. This is, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> Holy I, shit, so on its face true. I, I like democracy. how they're like, and we is heard this, that, like, article? bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's what Wait, they're is saying this... is bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Oklahoma Editorial Board, I almost thought you might have lost your waves. Um, I'm <laughs> glad to see you are bringing it back full circle. And they will never disappoint you, you know? Absolutely. The Oklahoma uh, Editorial Board is uh, is your 2 a.m. Uh, you up text to that one person that always is magically up. My mom? Um, <laughs> Gonna move past that one, go right back to the article. Oh, um, okay. This is the the thinking behind the For the People Act, or HR one, which the House approved last month. The bill also called for such things as automatic voter registration and expanding early voting to at least fifteen days in every state. Okay, cool. Yeah, good. What is bad about that? They're gonna tell us. The complaint is that Democratic voters tend to be Uh, most affected by the purging of voter rolls. Uh. In 2017, for example, 46% of those purged in Oklahoma were Democrats, and 33% were Republicans. Sounds kind of unfair. Amount of Republicans. (laughs) Very much so. But at the same time, it's like obviously it's affecting one group more than others. Wait. So what were the? What was the 21? Poor what was the tw- people have more housing insecurity and are less likely to get mailers about their voter registration. And maybe people of a uh, left leaning are, yeah, more likely to. Uh, oh fuck, I don't even. Maybe like young Bernie Bros got too stoned and forgot to mail their voter exactly. registration in on time. <laughs> My dude. So yeah, you get you get it from both sides. <laughs> 
Um, no, you have you have the, the the low housing people who can't like have to work three jobs in order to make ends meet and can't make it to the post office, and then you have the me, third of Republicans of of the white of, of the white suburban house moms who got too drunk and took one too many Xanax and then forgot. <laughs> <laughs> fell asleep instead of delivering their shit to the polls. Okay. The other thing that could be happening here is that um, uh, there are a lot more Democrats that died than Republicans, since that is also <laughs> a reason you get purse. Um, kind of dark to think about. Well, um, I mean, all of the uh, wealthy oil barons are able to cryogenically freeze themselves so they don't die in as many numbers. Yeah, if you're a poor if you're a poor person in Oklahoma, but they still keep... get to vote from their crash in chambers. <laughs> well, you can't keep your ham supply up like Harold Ham can. <laughs> That's the problem when you're poor. Um, Finish your out. This is the last paragraph, and it just says everything you need to know. Um, it's safe to assume that if the reverse were true, you wouldn't see the same push to quote unquote fix the system. <laughs> Regardless, there's an easy way to ensure an. A name doesn't get removed from the voter rolls. That person can go vote occasionally. Go fuck yourself, Oklahoma <laughs> editorial board. Holy shit. And on that note, as usual, our Twitter, our Twitter is at Red Star over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes as well as most other places podcasts are found. If any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email, redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and rate us review on iTunes. Thanks. Have a nice week, wait, everybody. Wait, I forgot to mention uh, a thing. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to be involved of a phone zap and like a mailing campaign against uh, Tulsa County having a motherfucking uh, member of the KKK in if hired by them and kept on as a professional, like you can email us. I will put you in contact with people about that. Please talk to us about that. I'll be doing it. Um, for more details, send us a message. Who I've forgotten to vote just now.